back to the Travel with Dante podcast. We're still going along. Dante and Virgil are now in our very last Malibulje, uh, the last evil pouch. This is the pouch of the falsifiers. So people who counterfeited, uh, first we'll see the alchemists. We'll see others who just like told lies uh, on like a societal level. And we'll see what their punishment is. Uh, but it's, well, it's sickness, it's disease, it's pestilence. It's really gross body or again, from Dante. So, And before that though, like as they're leaving the schismatics, there's a moment of like Dante wants to like weep and like mourn and Virgil's like, hey, let's keep going. And then actually finds out that like, hey, there was this person back there cussing you out and yelling at you. And that's actually his cousin, Jerry DeBello, who caused like the family a bunch of issues with another family, but then who was killed. And like Dante, like because of family honor was supposed to actually avenge Jerry DeBello's death and he doesn't do so. And Virgil's basically like, yeah, like he... He was screaming at you and cussing you out because of that. So there's this moment of Virgil being like, let's go. And Dante actually, like, pities him. But then they continue. And you talked about is, like, they get to, like, this last, like, cloister of, of lay brothers in the pouch of evil, right? And it's like a sick house. Uh, and it's like, yeah, if you want to describe it. It's pretty gross. It's it's really gross. I don't really want to describe it, but I will. Um, like, our first people are just kind of covered in scabs, and they're all, like, itching themselves, too, in, like, really, yeah, gross imagery. So the people are, like, the counterfeiters, so those who make fake things, charlatans and confidence men. So there they are, like, lying in their, like, sickness and pestilence and disease. So, like you said, the contrapasso, so, like, why, why this punishment? How does this actually, like, articulate the sin? Right. So they're sick. And if we think about sickness, like what sickness is, is the body essentially like revolting against itself. Especially like when we think about something like cancer is like actually the body's cells like mutating. We think about like what causes the pain of like a fever, like the heat of a fever is your body working overtime to try to like fight these things that have invaded it. So the whole thing about what a falsifier is, is someone who like takes what something is good but the whole thing is a lie and it's turning nature inward against itself. So like they're married to this sin. So in the same way, like their bodies are actively like revolting against themselves. Yeah. And if you think about it too, of like in a, somebody who's in like a sick house is like sick, so they can't actually help with like the building up of society. And like, that's okay. Right. Like they're sick. Right. But here in some ways, like they are the like, they are the sickness in the sense of, like, they're not helping the body and they're making things worse. As you said, like, they are the rot of society. They're, they're a disease, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but, like, this constant, like, itch. Like, that talks about, like, as did each soul rake himself with the bite of fingernails and the great maddening itch. An itch that will never find relief or rest. So if you think about, uh, like, if you think about, like, even, like, heist movies and things like that, yeah. or, like, there's the, like, itch for the next con or to like steal the next thing or like yeah, they, this this itch to like keep scamming to keep like tricking people over even if you have enough money so even if like sometimes like people as well are like we'll have plenty of money but they'll keep like shoplifting mm-hmm. so it's this like itch that they are like entertaining and so they get that right like they right. get to like scratch at this like eternal itch uh we also have the alchemists here the ones who like basically claim to have powers and claim to like be able to do things that nature really isn't able to do and we have the story of this one guy who (laughs) who tricked some Sienese like politician 
and was killed for it. But he, he's got some pretty mean word for the Sienese and the French, too. <laughs> yeah, so, like, and the alchemists and, like, counterfeiters together because he says, like, how fine an ape of nature's work I was, like, imitating the real thing. Mm-hmm. And then in Canto 30, you see a number of people, like, fighting each other. And then there, but there's two in particular, like, in Canto 30 that are mentioned, and we're going to spend a good chunk of the time with. First of all, Master Adam, who was a counterfeiter, right? So he, there's this great line where he says... There stands room in a castle where I coined counterfeit money with the Baptist stamp. So let him mean to stamp the florins with the three carats of trash instead of gold. But then you have him actually getting into a scuffle with Sinon of Troy. And I know, like, you have some choice words to say about who Sinon of I Troy. Who I hate. Ah, this guy is awful. So say who he is and why you don't like him. Fine. Okay, so he was a Greek who, this is right at the end of the Trojan War, who the Greeks, they've been camped outside, sieging the city of Troy for years, and then all of a sudden, like one day, all the ships get up and leave, and everyone knows this story pretty much. This is like the most famous one of the Iliad is the story of the Trojan horse. So all the Greeks have left, and what remains is this horse, and all the Trojans come out to look at this thing. There's like some priest who says like, don't trust this thing, there might even be like, people inside and everyone just dismisses him off because this one dude comes up, Sinan, who basically tells a sob story that, oh, I was betrayed by the Greeks and here I swear on my life, I swear on the gods, I swear on the gods of the underworld that like this thing is actually supposed to be a gift for you guys because we stole one of your gods. Here, take this inside the city, like it'll be great. And everyone's like weeping over him, oh, he's so sad. And he's uh, just the worst. And so they back. actually like take him in and they're like, look, they left you behind. You're one of us. You're a Trojan yeah. now. So it's actually a dig when Master Adam calls him Sinon of Troy, right? Because mm-hmm. he's actually a Greek. But he says the Greek liar, Sinon of Troy. Yeah. Because even like when the Greeks get back into the city and like take things over, you see Sinon and he's like leading a charge of Greeks that like to raid. It's awful. He's an awful person. Yeah. You're, I get glad you're on the side of uh, Master Adam. So there's like a scuffle where like Master Adam slaps Sinon and they like, they're fighting back and forth and they're insulting each other. And actually Dante's like kind of having fun with the poetry of this, of writing insulting poetry and like kind of putting that in here, which like was actually like part of his life, right? Mm. Of like writing that kind of stuff. And he gets to put that in here. So these like different things of like insults. And then actually, like, as as Dante is watching this happen, them insulting and fighting each other, and actually, like, kind of enjoying it. So he's still looking, right? He's yeah. entirely fixed upon these two when my teacher. So Virgil's like, you keep looking there, and in a while, I'll pick a fight with you. <laughs> so it's basically, like, calls him on it. And, and Dante gets really embarrassed and starts to feel guilty. And then, like, Virgil actually, like, sees his shame and then very gently says to him, like, be sure that I am ever at your side if fortune ever welcomes you again, where people brawl before the arbiter to want to hear it is a base desire. So basically he's like, look, like there's like a part of us that does enjoy people fighting, mm-hmm. right? Or like whenever like people are like breaking up in public or like we talk about like it was like a train wreck, like you couldn't turn away, mm-hmm. right? But even like late night television, Jerry so Springer, Right, like watching like YouTube videos of people fighting, right? Like there's a part of us that desires this, right? Of like whenever there's like a public scuffle. I remember like in high school these like big fights happening and all of my friends and I just being like, yes, as like people like really got into it, right? And Virgil's basically like, look, like you can spend your time on that, but it's a distraction. You're better than that. Like you're made for more. Or like the 
the phenomenon of when there's a wreck that happens on the interstate, everything slows down, not because like there's any sort of like they're in the road or anything, but because people want to slow down and look at the train wreck and like look at the faces of the people. Like it, it's just this base desire that we all have. They're like, that's one of my pet peeves, by the way. But so I get to call it out on the podcast. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it really is like something that we, we all really should be, should recognize. But like, what we see here is like a lot of times we need someone else to call us out on stuff like that. Like we need a friend like that. And that this is the role of like a friend who like loves and desires the good of the other. Like Virgil calling Dante out. He's, he's being such a good father, such a good friend. Yeah. And saying like, you're made for more than this. And it's a, for us too, right? Like some like entertainment is good, but very often like it is a distraction and like we can sit in front of it and enjoy it. But like the honest truth is like, we're made for more. So that's actually the end of this like eighth circle that we've spent so much time on. We're getting to the ninth circle. We're almost there. Yeah. So please continue reading, walking with us as we get through the rest of Inferno and make our way out of hell. See you soon.